This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. In the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, most gracious, most merciful. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise is indeed due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Lord of the worlds. Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil khalqi ajma'een. Nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een. We send complete blessings and salutations upon the Master Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best of creation, the most noble of all prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless his entire household, all his family members, all his companions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them all and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless every single one of us. Amin. My brothers and sisters, if I were to ask you a question, who do you love the most? As a Muslim, there cannot be more than one answer. As a Muslim, there cannot be more than one answer. If I were to ask you, who do you love the most? You cannot say my father, my mother, my son, my uncle, my aunt, my business, my wealth. You cannot say my holiday, my this and my that. No, there is only one answer. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, La yu'minu ahadukum. La yu'minu ahadukum. None of you are considered true believers. None of you are considered true believers until hatta akuna ahabba ilayhi min nafsihi wa waladihi wa walidihi wa nasi ajma'in. None of you are considered true believers until I am loved by him or her more than himself, more than his child, more than his father, and more than all the people in existence. This is a statement that is a declaration to explain to us that if you call yourself a mu'min, you have to love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam more than your father, more than your child, and more than yourself. Subhanallah. So it is impossible to find someone who says, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is Abdullahi wa rasuluhu. The worshipper of Allah, the slave of Allah, the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like we say, Afdalul khalqi wa akramul rusuli. Afdalul khalqi means the highest, the most noble of all the creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not created a creature more in terms of status and in terms of level higher than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Akramul Rusuli means 
the most honored, the most noble of all the other messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether it be Isa alayhi salam, Jesus may peace be upon him, Ibrahim alayhi salatu wa salam, Nuh alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam, these were very famous prophets of Allah. They were very high in rank, but not as high as Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have in existence the deity, deity meaning the creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After that, we have Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thereafter, we can talk about what happens and who comes and not, and, and so on. You have the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have the malaika, you have so many other of the creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one can come as high in rank as Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah speaks about the high prophets in the Quran. They are known as Ulul Azm. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of them in the Quran. He says, وَإِذْ أَخَذْنَا مِنَ النَّبِيِّنَ مِثَاقَهُمْ وَمِنْكَ وَمِنْ He speaks of the covenant that was taken by the most high in rank of the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he mentions Ulul Azm, the five who are the highest in rank. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ibrahim alayhi salatu wa sallam, Isa alayhi salatu wa salam, Nuh alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salatu wa salam. These five are very high in rank. But Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when we say his name, we usually do not say alayhi salam. We say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If I say Isa, I say alayhi salam. If I say Musa, I say alayhi salam. May Allah's peace be upon him. If I say Ibrahim alayhi salam. If I say Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the honor and the dignity given to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is encapsulated in a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Do you know what he says? Man salla alayya salatan wahidatan sallallahu alayhi biha ashra. Whoever sends blessings and salutations upon me one time, Allah blesses him ten times as a result of that. You need to know this. So if I say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in actual fact, I am honored to be saying that. I am honored to be amongst the ummah of the same Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam I am talking about in order for me to get small value based on my connection with one who has the highest value. If you know the president of a nation and you are seen to be talking about him, it is one thing, people might not believe you. Everyone says, I know the president, I know him, I know him. They say he's a friend of mine, I know him. But when you receive the president speaking about you, then it is something. When you receive someone even higher speaking about you, then they say, no, no, this man is not lying. He has a high rank. So Allah says, when you say, 
you have a connection with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we want to tell you that we confer upon you a connection ten times stronger. Man salla alayya wahidatan sallallahu alayhi biha ashra. Whoever sends blessings and salutations, we call it durood sharif. Whoever sends blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, once Allah multiplies that in reward by 10 and gives it back to you. So if you want honor and dignity, you need to send more and more blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, you want to know who has the greatest right to my companionship on the day of judgment, who will be closest to me? From amongst you, whoever sends the most blessings and salutations upon me. From amongst you, whoever sends more blessings and salutations upon me. So my beloved brothers and sisters, keep your tongue and your heart moist with remembrance of Allah and salutations to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam sallallahu alayhi wasallam one day the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was climbing on the mimbar and the companions heard him saying ameen he went up again another step ameen he said ameen three times so they asked him oh messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam we heard you say ameen thrice what was the ameen all about you want to know Today, for example, if the Imam was a traveler and he happened to make two raka'at, it is good for you to know the ruling. It is good for you to know the ruling that if the Imam reads two because he is on a journey, then you can get up and complete the other two because you are not on a journey. I remember one young boy, he told me, I'm reading salah, but I will only read two, two, two. I said, why two? Two is for a journey, for a traveler. He said, but Sheikh, you are the one who told us while we are in the dunya, we are just travelers. <laughs> so I had to explain to him in more detail to say, no, 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 there are some big rules, you know. When we say traveler, we are not meaning that we are traveler musafir in the dunya, because we are all travelers in this world, isn't it? The hadith says, you live in the world like you are. Live your life in the world as though you are a stranger or a traveler. So the young boy says, I'm a traveler, I will just read Salatul Qasr all the time. We said, no, it's a different explanation. So the Imam, when he does something, it's interesting for you to know why and to know the ruling. You learn a lesson. And if you don't know, you ask. So when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who is Imamul A'imma, he is the Imam of the Imams. He, Subhanallah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was asked, "Why you said Amin?" So he said, Jibril alayhi salam came and he made three du'a, three du'as, and I said Amin to those du'as. Now, if you and I were there, we want to know what is the du'a. You know, man is such that he is very inquisitive, very, very inquisitive. There was once a scholar who was speaking about how inquisitive man is, that man is, he cannot sleep until he knows what he wants to know. So one of the young men, he was a student. He said, no, 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 I am not impatient. If you tell me, I don't need to know. So this sheikh, he said, no, I tell you, all human beings, 
up to a certain point they want to know something up to a certain point they want to know it is the nature of man Allah has made you in such a way that you question you ask and it's not wrong to ask you ask with respect I want to know please please explain to me I don't mean to be bad but tell me I want to understand because you have a mind so you understand so the Sheikh gave this student one box and told him this box it has in it something it has in it something don't look inside I want you to go and deliver it to this address he gave him one address which was one kilometer away he said go by foot now by foot one kilometer it takes long you know maybe it will take half an hour to go if you are walking so this man he went the student so he said no I don't want to know what is in the box my sheikh told me my ustad my teacher told me that I must not look in I don't want to know Khalas, I'm gone he walked in he went to the door he knocked on the door no one opened he knocked on the door no one opened he waited for half an hour one hour no one opened he came back with the box sheikh said look you can go back again tomorrow no problem so when he's walking with the box he's hearing a sound in the box in the box like something is moving he wants to know now in his mind he's being strong because he was told that you know I don't need to know what is inside here he's being strong but subhanallah next day he said I wonder what is in this box I really wonder what is in the box so his teacher told him look go back it is amana it is amana go and deliver it he went back he stood he knocked again no one was opening so as he is walking home now the second day he's thinking to himself I wonder what's inside here maybe it's something important maybe it is something urgent maybe there is something you know so he decided to open small crack on the box to see what is inside and as he opened there was a small rat which ran out of the box and it was gone a small mouse you know like a rat a rodent went he said oh what did I do he went back to his ustad he says you know what what was in the box was a small rodent it ran away the sheikh said you see I told you man is inquisitive he wants to know everything so much that even if it is damaged and gone he still wants to know what is it inside so the point I'm raising is it's not wrong to want to know you should want to know but with respect you can ask you can ask look I really need to know this I need to know that you will be told so the Prophet ﷺ was asked, what was the Ameen all about? He said three du'as and I said Ameen. So what were the du'as? So he said the du'as were as follows. One of the du'a was, وَيْلٌ لِمَنْ أَدْرَكَ رَمَضَانَ فَلَمْ يُغْفَرْ Destruction be upon the one who witnesses the month of Ramadan and still did not achieve the forgiveness of Allah. So he said, Ameen. Ameen meaning yes, Ameen. Istajib ya Rabbi, you are agreeing with the dua. What that means is Ramadan is a month of forgiveness. Forgiveness is everywhere. You look to the left, forgiveness. You look to the right, forgiveness. You look in the front, forgiveness. You look up, forgiveness. You look behind you, forgiveness. Ramadan is a month of forgiveness. It is on sale. Literally, you are getting it for 
Very small things. You just say, oh Allah, forgive me. Allah says, you are forgiven. That is the month of Ramadan. So how can you pass the month of forgiveness and not achieve forgiveness? You are, you are destroying yourself. Second dua. Destruction be upon the one whom Allah has allowed to witness one or two of their parents in old age and they still did not result in entry into Jannah of that particular person. What that means is, if you are growing old and Allah gave you the chance to serve your mother or your father, one or two of them, then you should enter Jannah through the service of your parents. You should enter Jannah through the service of your parents. Someone might say, but my mother is very rough with my wife. How can I serve her? Wallahi, your problem is something else. Your mother's problem with your wife is something else. You will still respect her and you will still fulfill her needs. You will look after her. She is your mother. Respectfully, you will tell her, my beloved mother, I love you so much. You are my mother. You gave birth to me. I make dua for you. Please, I beg you to just treat my wife nicely. You can talk to her like that. It's not wrong, isn't it? But with respect, you cannot swear your mother and you cannot shout at her or say oof to her or beat her. Astaghfirullah. Just because she has a bad relation with your wife. This is only an example. It is only an example. But if you want to correct something, she is also a human being. She can also make mistakes. Your test is, are you going to respect her or disrespect her? That is it. The third dua that was made, destruction be upon someone who hears the name of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they refused to say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They didn't say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The, the answer was Amin. So you and I now realize the value. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you hear the name Muhammad or Rasulullah, you have to say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. <coughs> Don't be shy. Sometimes people are shy. When the lecture starts, first time, Muhammad, they say, Sallallahu Second time, Sallallahu Third time, Fourth time, Fifth time, they don't say it. If you say why, they say too many times in the same lecture. A'udhu Billah. They can say it a thousand times, you repeat it a thousand times. No problem. When we say Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the honor is mine, the honor is yours. Because... Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam already has the honor. <coughs> if you say it, the honor is yours. If you don't say it, if you don't say it, the destruction is yours. Do you really think it's going to harm Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam if you did not say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Is it going to harm him? No, it will not harm him. It will harm you. So we need to understand this. And this is why, like I said, when you are a Muslim, you utter the shahada. The shahada is not only ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah. No, no, it's not enough. There's something missing. What is missing? Wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu. That is what is missing. You cannot come and just say la ilaha illallah. 
and you have not uttered Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now, every Muslim knows that to enter the fold of Islam, you declare these shahadas. Every Muslim knows that in my heart I love Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Every Muslim knows that if I don't love Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam more than myself, I cannot call myself a true mu'min. So why are the Muslims fighting with each other? That's a question. Why are the Muslims fighting with each other? The reason we fight with each other is because shaitan comes to us to make us fight. We are part of one family. Brothers, even blood brothers, when they are fighting, it is shaitan. Shaitan makes you think, you know, this man is evil. He doesn't love the Prophet. This one here, he is evil. He stole my money. This one here. But everyone claims to love the Prophet ﷺ. You know, for example, you will find, and this is an example I'm just thinking of now. There, are, there is a man with 10 children. All his children, they say, I love, we love the father. Our father, we love him. One man is a doctor. So he makes sure that medicine, everything to do with my father, I make sure it is up to date. I love him. I don't want to see him harm. I'm a doctor. I have a profession of a doctor. I'm going to serve my father according to what Allah has given me. The second brother, he is a businessman, very wealthy. What does he do? Every month he comes, he puts one million in the father's hand. Father says, my son, I don't need the money. I'm an old man. Don't worry, you are my father. Keep it. I love you. He is showing his love. The other one showed his love by serving through medicine. The other one showed his love by serving through money. Another one, he, he says, my father, I don't have medicine, I don't have money, but I want to live in the house with you to be able to look after you. My wife will cook for you now, you and my mother. My family will look after you. I love you and I will drive you wherever you want to go. I will spend time with you. If you want to go somewhere, tell me, I will take you. If you need something, I will do for you. If you want to iron your clothes, I will iron for you. What is he doing? He is serving his father, but in a different way from the other two. And the, the, the fourth brother, for example, he is in bed, bedridden. He is sick. He doesn't have medicine. He doesn't have money. He doesn't have health. So he says, my father, I love you so much. I love you so much, but look at me. I am in bed. How I will serve you is my son, my son, he will look after you, subhanallah. Because I cannot now, I have taught my children, that is your grandfather, look after them. So I have raised my children to respect you and to look after you. Then you have another son, maybe he has absolutely nothing, he's still very young. He says, my father, I love you, I will always make dua for you. Every day I raise my hands and I say, Oh Allah, look after my father. Give him good health. When you take him, give him Jannatul Firdaus. But before you take him, give him good, long, healthy life. Make him happy. Protect him. I love you, my father. Now you tell me, which one of the sons does not love the father? Which one? Can one say, you, you don't love the father? You, you don't love the father. They are all trying in their own way. Each one according to his capacity, according to his understanding. Each one according to the way he has learned, he has taught. And according to what he is able to do, he is doing as best. Maybe the understanding is a little bit different. I give you another example. 
if the father has a problem with his legs or his feet, for example, say the same family I'm talking about, father has a problem with his feet. So the biggest son is a doctor. He took that father to the podiatrist. You know what is a podiatrist? Podiatrist is a specialist of the feet. So they check how you walk, they see the arch, they see everything else. So if he took that father to the podiatrist, for example, and he said, you know what? Please take a look at my father's feet. Why is he unable to walk? Why does he have a back pain? And so on. So what happened is that particular son, he then looks at the youngest son and he says, why do you allow your father to walk with slippers when I have purchased for him shoes which have an arch specially designed for his feet. So you, you don't love the father. The little son says, look, number one is I didn't know what you did. Number two is I thought that it's convenient for father to wear the slippers so that he can walk, he can come back with ease rather than bending down and putting the shoes and not. Why you didn't explain to me? If you spoke to me nicely, and we spoke to each other correctly, we could understand each other. When there is lack of communication, shaitan has an opportunity to communicate. Remember that. When there is lack of communication, shaitan has the opportunity to communicate. And shaitan's communication is all about division and fighting and creating hatred, animosity, jealousy. Before you meet someone, you already hate them. Why? Because shaitan was communicating with both. But if you talk to each other, you meet each other, you realize, yes, maybe we are different. I, you might be a doctor, I might be a rich businessman. That one, he might be a powerful person. This one, maybe he is unemployed, but he spends time serving his parents and so on. You know, there is a hadith. The Prophet ﷺ, once a man came to him and complaining about his brother. And he said, you know, I'm a rich man. I'm a businessman. I work hard. I earn. I take money and I spend on my family. But my brother, listen carefully to the hadith. My brother, he doesn't work every time ibadah. He's in the masjid. He's ibadah. He's with the Quran. He's doing something and so, so. Now I'm fed up to spend money on him. Every time I give him in the month, so much money, so much money, so much money. I'm looking after him. Now I'm tired. Now I am tired. Why should I keep on looking after him? You know, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was so gifted, the most gifted. He just said a few words. Maybe because of him, you are getting your risk. Maybe because you are spending money there, so Allah is giving you more. The brother was quiet. The story was over. Why? He realized. Imagine if you are giving money to an orphanage. Every month you said, I will give 10,000 shillings, which I don't think is a lot of money, isn't it? 10 million shillings, okay. You are giving 10 million shillings every month to the orphanage, okay? And you, in your heart, you said, Inshallah, I will try my best every month I give. Do you know what? That sustenance, that risk, is written for the orphanage. And Allah chose you to give the orphanage. So Allah needs to give you first. Then it will go to the orphanage. You understand? 
So when you stop to give the orphanage, the money will go to the orphanage via someone else. Allah now gives another man. But if you continue, even if your days are hard, but you continue, let me give, let me give, let me give. Allah says, this worshiper of mine, I am going to continue to give them because I know that the risk for that orphanage, I have chosen for it to go through him. Let me give him first, then I will, it will go there. Subhanallah. But man doesn't look at it like this. Man thinks, you know what, that's my brother. I'm spending money, he is lazy. Khalas, I don't want a relationship with him. Shaitan comes and says, yes, he is lazy. Cut your relation. So we cut, but we are part of one family. We are brothers. The same applies in the deen. Sometimes we have a bad idea of people because we are different. Wallahi, there are small differences sometimes. We make them big by purpose. Intentionally, we make them big. Like I was saying, every one of us, Wallahi al-Azim, I promise by Allah, I swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, every one of us, I know deep down, we all love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But we show that love in different ways. Someone might want to dance and they say, that is my love. Someone might want to say, no, I don't dance. That is his love. Someone might want to say, you know what? I will read Durood, like we say, Salah ala Nabi sallallahu a million times in the week. That is his love. Someone might say, I want to grow my beard big like his. That is his love. Someone might say, I want to dress like him. That is his love. Someone might say, I want to follow exactly what he did. If I do something, there is no hadith by my beloved Muhammad sallallahu I will not do it. That is his love. Someone might say, I want to recite the Qur'an in the most beautiful way and continue reading. That is his love. Someone might say, for example, I would like to learn more about his life off by heart, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, so that I can live exactly my whole life like him. That is his love. One of the sahaba radiallahu anhum, he said when he was going from Medina to Mecca, he said, I am going to stop by the tree to urinate. Listen. I'm going to stop by a certain tree in order to urinate. So they told him, why? He said, Wallahi, I saw the Prophet ﷺ relieve himself at this same tree. So I'm stopping here to follow him. That is his love. Subhanallah. That is his love. I cannot come and say, how can you love through, you, you know, relieving yourself at the same position. That is his love. But I cannot claim you don't love. You love. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. My brothers and sisters, the ummah is suffering because each one is pointing at the other and saying you don't love the Prophet. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We, today's generation, we need to change this. Do you know why? Because the enemies of the ummah, now they are so happy that they don't need to do anything. They will sit back and just say, ah, these people, they will destroy themselves. We can just sit back and relax. They are fighting amongst each other. They are brothers. They are saying the same shahada. But because of some small differences here and there, they will kill each other. We can go away. We can sleep. When we wake up, we will find that they are gone. Why? My brothers and sisters, we don't need that. Yes, we try to come as close as possible, greet one another, smile at one another, make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the focal point and the following of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam the focal point. And learn to 
Help one another. Learn to respect one another. If you have something you want to say, say it in a respectful way. Look, brother, I disagree with you. You know, you said this, you said that. Is this what you said to start off with? Is this what you said to start off with? And once you hear what they have to say, I give you an example about myself, my own example. I am your brother in Islam. Wallahi, I try my best. And I am also a human. I can make mistakes. I'm not a Nabi. I'm not someone who is infallible. I'm just like you. We are normal human beings. We make mistakes. We are corrected and so on and so forth. But sometimes when you really don't like someone, even what is right, you find a mistake in it. When you don't like an artist, he draws a straight line. You will walk and say, ah, that line is bent. That line is crooked. Why? Because you don't like him. When you don't like someone, you say, I don't like this man. Why? Because when he breathes, his stomach goes in and out instead of his lungs. Wallahi, what's the point? You are finding a mistake with how the man breathes only because you don't like him. Be careful. You are destroying the ummah. People said, you know, this man, he said Muhammad has jealousy. He has hatred. He has enmity. And because of that, Allah had to wash his heart. May Allah protect us from dirty, unacceptable statements of this nature. Do you know the context of a statement? Do you know what is being said? Never in my life will I dare to say that the best of creation, the most noble of all messengers, the perfect creature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have a quality in his heart such as jealousy and hatred and enmity. A'udhu billahi. If you have understood something that way, that understanding is totally wrong and unacceptable. I am clearing it here and now. Never. It is impossible. I am not a Muslim. If I believe that, A'udhu Billah. But what about millions of times when I said, millions of times when I said, the best of creation, the most noble, the perfect, you didn't hear that. You didn't hear me say that. Why? Because you are deaf. That's why. You only want to see how I breathe and you don't like me because my stomach moves when I'm breathing instead of my lungs. That's it. Destroying the Ummah for nothing. We are genuinely, seriously trying to bring the Ummah together. And people are not looking at that. They do not have foresight. They cannot think 50 years today. They want to think for five minutes. Ah, I want to be famous. Let me attack a famous man. If that's the story, that's what the Kuffar did to Muhammad wasallam. Please don't do that. You are still my brother. You attack me, but you are still my brother. I still love you. Do you know why? Yes, you attack me, but you say the same shahada. I still want you to be in Jannah. I still want you to go to Jannah. Jannah is very big. Jannah is not small. Remember that. With us, instead of making dua, Oh Allah, take him to Jannah, take him to Jannah, take him to Jannah. We say, this one is in Jahannam, that one is in Jahannam. These people say those are in Jahannam, those say these are in Jahannam. So why did Allah make Jannah? What is Jannah there for? Wallahi, Jannah is broad. You will be surprised to see someone you thought was not going to go to Jannah in Jannah. When you go to Jannah and they will be surprised to see you. Then you say, my brother, I love you. Wallahi, I want to say that before I go to Jannah. Now in the dunya, my brothers, I love you. I want to see everyone in Jannah. You can be black and white and rich and tall and memon and not memon and Yemeni or whatever else. I want to see you in Jannah. Wallahi. 
Iman and Islam is to remove the jahiliya from your heart. What is the jahiliya? Jahiliya is ah, your color, I don't like it. Ah, you are rich, I don't like. You are poor, I don't like. You are this, I don't like. You are that, I don't like. That is jahiliya. I want to see you in Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all Jannatul Firdaus. Say Ameen. And you know what? When we go to Jannah, we say, May Allah grant us companionship of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Say Ameen. Ameen. We all love him. We want to see him. Don't you want to see him? I want to see him. I really want to meet him. You know, there will be some differences in the ummah. They will remain forever, these differences. We will discuss about them sometimes. Do not become ugly. Do not start accusing people in a dirty way. To start saying this one is kafir, that one is kafir. Watch out. Those are strong words. Very, very strong words. I don't want to risk that. My brother, that is too strong. I am telling you from a position of authority that you know what? Don't utter that. That problem does not exist in only one community. It exists in many, many communities. You have on all sides, you have some group of people always. They are so passionate. If you greet them, Assalamu Alaikum, they answer you in Urdu, Mar Saleko. Have you heard that? Why? For what? What is it you are going to get from that? Let me say wa alaykum as salam. What's the problem? May peace be on you. May peace be on you too. Why should I say a dirty word? For what? What did I get from it? I'm a Muslim. I'm supposed to have a good heart. I, yes, even that man who is the enemy of Allah, I want to see him in Jannah. So let me try to talk to him so that he can become a Muslim. When the Prophet ﷺ made dua, listen to what my beloved Nabi ﷺ said. Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu before he was an enemy of Islam. Abu Jahl was an enemy of Islam. The Prophet sallallahu raised his hands. Allahumma a'izzal Islam bi ahadil umarain. Oh Allah, grant strength to Islam by the acceptance of Islam. Of one of the two Umars, either Amr ibn Hisham who is Abu Jahl or Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu. That was the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No sooner did he make that dua than Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu walks in. Ya Rasulallah, inni ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu annaka abduhu wa rasuluhu. Allahu Akbar. Why? There was a dua for an enemy of Islam to come into Islam. He came in. Another dua. In Ta'if, you and I know what happened to the most precious droplets of blood ever to be created by Allah. You and I know what happened in Ta'if. It's a story that makes all the Muslims cry. Do you agree? Ta'if, the story of Ta'if. If you have Iman, you will cry when you read what happened or when you hear what happened in Ta'if. What did Muhammad say when those who did that, the angels in charge of the mountains said, we will bring the mountains together and crush them. All we need is one statement from you to instruct. That's it. He said, Allahumma di qawmi fa'innahum la ya'lamun. Oh Allah, guide my people. They don't know what they are doing. Oh Allah, guide them. In another narration, he said, Oh Allah, if you have not written guidance for them, at least from their children, they will be guided. What happened? Few years later, the whole of Taif, they are all Muslimin. Today go to Taif, they are all Muslimin. Subhanallah. Why? Because the Prophet ﷺ made dua even for those who are outright enemies to bring them in Islam. With us, we take the people who are inside Islam out of Islam. 
Look at the opposite. And we, we consider it a very great act. It's a great act. No, why? This one. My brother, what's the problem? Be, be calm. Your heart, when you get close to Allah, your heart is soft. You learn to love people. You learn to look at humankind. You know, I want to give you an example. I gave it yesterday and I've given it before and I will give it many, many times. You know the story of a man who achieved forgiveness by quenching the thirst of a dog when the dog was thirsty. You know of that story, right? There is another story of a woman who was granted Jannah because she was kind to a cat. I'm sure you know the story. My question or my statement is, if a person achieved forgiveness by being compassionate and kind towards a dog, which is considered a certain type of an animal in Islam, you know that. They achieved forgiveness because they were kind to a dog. What do you think a person who is kind to another human being will achieve when man is known as Ashraful Makhluqat? Man is known as the, the greatest of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in terms of species. Man is the highest. لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي أَحْسَنِ Allah says, we created man in the best posture. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us love. May Allah open our hearts. May Allah open our relationships with each other. Like I said, you might not be able to resolve some differences within the ummah, but you can cooperate with one another. You can be, you can be mature about it, really. You can be Muslim about it. I'm a Muslim. If I hate on someone, will they listen to me? No. I need to understand. No problem. This is an explanation. This is an understanding. Inshallah, I will try my best to bring the people together. My brothers and sisters, the ummah is bleeding. We desperately need the ummah to be saved. What is happening in Syria? What is happening in Iraq, for example? No human being can be happy. If you are a true human, you cannot be happy. No Muslim can sleep without making dua, Oh Allah, help my brothers and sisters who are suffering. When you read, when you see what is happening, you bleed. It is impossible for someone not to bleed, to see children and women and innocent people and to see any form of fighting and killing of human beings. It cannot make a decent person happy. They are not happy. But because maybe... Sometimes people say, this man is a hypocrite. Why didn't he talk about this and that? My brother, my, maybe I am doing more than you about that situation. But you don't know. Do I need to show you what I'm doing? Are you my Allah? You understand? Are you my answerability? Do I need to answer to you? No. Maybe I'm doing more than you. You don't know. I don't need to show you. Does the hadith say, talk about it? Put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram. Is that what the hadith said? No. When you do something, you will do it according to how you believe is the best. I don't need to do it the way you want to do it. And you do not need to do it the way I want you to do it. We all need to do it the way Allah wants. Please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah will be pleased in many, many different ways. I gave you an example. You know, even some people say, this man is doing nothing for Islam. Or they look at you, they see you have no beard, you are wearing a suit, you are wearing a tie, and they say, this man is a weak Muslim. Wallahi, you don't know. Sometimes there is someone with a big beard and they are wearing long thobes and kanduras, and yet they are doing so many other things which are haram. 
And then you might have another person, perhaps he wears a suit. When you look at him, you think maybe this man is not a good Muslim, but he is doing other things which you, you never ever did in your life. Maybe he is helping so many orphans and so many widows. Maybe he is assisting here, assisting there, doing this. Doing... That is why I say stop judging the people. Stop it. You are not Allah. We need to love one another. I love you no matter what. I know in your heart you have Iman. I know it. And I know that Iman will stop you from doing haram at some stage. It will bring you back to Allah. I know that when you do something wrong in your heart, you feel, Ya Allah, help me. I don't know. I regret it. I really regret it. I don't want to do this. Help me again. Oh Allah, forgive me. That is a sign of Iman. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, When you do good, it makes you happy. When you do bad, it makes you sad. That is a sign that you are a true Muslim. Because you know I have Allah to go back to. I need to answer to Him. My brothers and sisters, I have spoken for 45 minutes. I hope and I pray that the words I have said would resound. I have tried to give you examples of how we as an ummah, we are all serving Allah. We all love Muhammad sallallahu We will all come together by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to serve Allah. We will have differences, like I said, that must not make us kill each other. It must not make us call each other dirty names. It must, if anything, it can make us talk about it. We can discuss. Sometimes we can understand, you know, I have this difference. I want to end with one example that came to my mind now. You know, the Hindus, we have many differences with them in terms of belief. But from amongst you here, they are businessmen or they are people who work with the Hindus, right? If a Hindu comes into your shop and he wants to do a business deal worth 20 million shillings, what will happen? You will be happy, isn't it? Because you are making money. See the brothers doing this, isn't it? Inshallah it will happen, don't worry. You will get more than 20 million. So you are happy because someone came, he's a businessman, but he's a Hindu. But what you will do, you will greet him, you will let him sit, you will do the deal, you will be honest with him, you will serve him correctly in that business, you will give him his goods, collect the money, and you will say thank you very much, and you walk away and you did a business deal. But he's a Hindu. Is the deal halal or haram? Halal. You did the deal. You, for what did you cooperate with that man? Why did you cooperate with him? I cooperated with him because of dunya, because of money. I cooperated with him. I ask you, what is more important, deen or dunya? You have to say deen. If you are ready to cooperate with a Hindu because of dunya, it is more important to cooperate with the rest of the Muslims because of deen. Simple logic. My deen is more important than 20 million, 200 million, 100 million shillings. My deen is more important. I must, come, I must definitely cooperate with Muslims more for the sake of the deen and even the others than I would with someone else like this. Alhamdulillah. I'm not saying it's wrong to cooperate with the Hindus. No, it's correct. We do. And we coexist. That means, lakum deenukum waliyadeen. You have your faith, you follow it. I have my faith, I follow it. Alhamdulillah. That is how we deal with all the non-Muslims who are around in, in, in our countries here. 
And that's how it should be. We have, we have harmony. We have peace. We maintain it. We must maintain that harmony and that peace. Where I get an opportunity for da'wah, I will give. While I'm doing the business deal with 100 million, 200 million with this man, I can just give him one CD, one book, one something, say, you know, my brother, it was good dealing with you. You are a brother of mine in humanity. I just want you to, when you get a chance, read this, because I want you to understand what I believe better. Thank you very much. He might come and give you something and tell you, this is my book, this is all about Hindu, and you need to read this. You take the book and say, thank you very much. What you do with the book is up to you. What you do with the book? But I know after some short time, he will come back to you. Ah, I was reading that book. Oh, I was listening. I was watching the CD, what you gave me. And I promise you, I learned something. Alhamdulillah, thank Allah. Thank Allah. But you fulfilled your story. One brother was selling televisions. He told me, you know, TV now problem because they use it for pornography. What, what? I'm selling TV. What should I do? I said, my brother, in every box of TV, put a notice to say, I am requesting you to use the TV only in that which is beneficial and to abstain from that which is harmful or that which is not allowed, prohibited, whatever you want to say, put it in. If he is a Muslim, tell him on his face, brother, please use this in a correct way. What did you do? Indemnity, halas. I, I told you, you are buying this, it's like buying a knife. Please, knife only for qurbani, inshallah. Knife only for good things. Don't go around murdering people, please. Khalas, that's what I did. What you do after that, it's between you and Allah. Me, I informed you. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. My brothers, Islam is a beautiful religion. And it is, according to me, the largest faith on earth. The largest. The problem is the divisions is where the enemy thrives. They are happy. So happy that, don't worry, like I said at the beginning, these people, they will sort each other out. We don't need to worry. Today, I have brought a message to you to say, change that. Change that. If you, if you have concern for the ummah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you will understand what I'm saying. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.